here at the now what Bossa Nova hour. <laughs> it's been quite some time, so buckle up, take a seat. If you didn't go to the bathroom, take us with you. <laughs> we like to get dirty. <laughs> and enjoy these smooth Bossa Nova sounds up and fill you with joy and relaxation as we return to now what? The podcast. Perfect timing right there. I don't know if we've ever done that well before. I'm fucking, I'm a DJ, you know. I do a little <laughs> bit of everything on the side, bro. Well, everybody, welcome back. I know it's been a month. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, uh, but we took off last episode, I think, was in August. August. Right before the test. And it, today is November 1st. Right, right before the test. How'd you do? They're good. Future got, lawyer. Got what I needed. But... The reason we're back today, um, we had to, you know, take a break, kind of get things in order, kind of figure out our plan of what the hell we were doing. Things got a little weird towards oh, the end. Life happens, guys. Life but we're back. I know you guys missed us. Um, and today we actually have a guest that I know you're all going to be very happy to, that he's very, back on. Very, very special guest. But this first, is our first return guest. First ever. First ever recurring guest. guest. Um, first and only, baby. So from that voice, I hope you know what it is. But we're going to keep it a secret for a little bit longer. Just give you some updates on, you know, what we've been up to, what we've been going on, so, you know, Adrian, how are you? I haven't seen you in a month either. I mean, it's been, yeah, like, three, two months, two months. You know, I've been, I've been pretty good, man, just living, surviving, making money, slowly dying. What are you going to do, you know? But uh, today I had a pretty good day, so I'd say it's a pretty good day. Where, where were you on your 2K rating today? On my 2K rating, yeah. I, dude, honestly, I'd give myself like a 92. Really? You had a good day? Yeah, I had a good day. You had a good day. All right, it started with, it started with uh, my morning meeting, and I fucking killed it. I mean, I was just throwing out ideas. People were loving it. They loved all my ideas. And, you know, sometimes you throw out, so you just kind of riff. Yeah. Everyone was, everyone was feeling my riffs today. Really bought into it. Uh, that, was, that was nice, you know, make your voice feel valued, you know? Feeling nice and in your place of, of business, even though it's it's terrible. But, but it was but it was all right. <laughs> so I started. I haven't been ninety two ever. There was free candy all over the fucking office. Yeah, you know, leftover from Halloween. That was fantastic. Good way it, to get diabetes. Good way to get diabetes. <laughs> but then I, I balanced diabetes. it out because it was free salad day at this one salad place I get to go to, and it was it was free salad day, so I got a free salad. And then what'd you put in the salad? I got a, I got a, I got a nice classic uh, cob. I don't know good. what that is, but sounds sounds, ter- sa- sounds so terrible. A cob salad, well, it was with kale. A cob salad is 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 some sort of greens. I believe it's romaine chopped romaine lettuce. I, I didn't ask. It's a well, I'm gonna fucking tell you. <laughs> There's bacon, chicken, blue cheese, tomatoes. It was nice. Got a free salad. So yesterday Halloween, you know, I work in a big Cr- company. Crumbled blue cheese. Crumbled blue okay. cheese and blue cheese dressing. Okay. To drive it home. Okay. So. There was there was a raffle for for breast cancer awareness month yesterday, and I and I never fucking win these things, you know, why even try? Why bother, right? So the lottery. I bought so there was all this kind of shit you could win. It was like a, a spa day, fucking personal in-house massage, two hundred dollar gift card here. You could get like a bunch of free shit from some of the brands that we own, or you could get sweet tickets to a Nets game. So I was like, shit, I'm going to put down $20, because if I win, I get sweet tickets for $20, and if not, I support a good cause, you know, because breast cancer affects a lot of people, got to love the ladies, got to support a good cause. And 
you know, I'm sitting at my desk, and they're like, hey, you won. And I was like, right, who are you talking to? Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you won the, the Nets tickets. I want sweet tickets, baby. I'm going to the Nets game. I paid $20 to get sweet tickets. Everyone in your office that's been there longer and doesn't know you was probably like, get And I was super hyped. I was so here. fucking hyped. People were like, dude, I've, I've seen you. You don't say a fucking word to anybody, and you're just all hyped over these Nets tickets. They were really confused. And some people were kind of laughing at me, but I don't give a shit because I'm, I'm really hyped. I so, mean, that's, you know... You're doing pretty good. You were 92 today. You won free Nets tickets. 92. I mean... 92. And now I'm here. And now what? The podcast is back. So, I'd, I'd call it a pretty you're solid... You're on top. Pretty you, solid 92. You almost peaked. You know, I'm just going to go home and I'm not going to wake you up You were also tomorrow. in a movie recently. I was, I was in a movie. Yeah. What movie? I was out in Canada, too. It's an independent film. It's, it's titled Rodeo. It's by these great... Uh, Canadian directors, the Levitt Brothers. It's their first feature film, and I'm not. I I, I don't have a speaking part, but uh, my girlfriend, she is a uh, she is she has a lead in the movie, and I'm uh, she you know she just did it on a whim, and, and this just goes out to everybody listening. It's like when you're open to certain opportunities, and like you know, there's sometimes you get invited to something, and you say, Nah, I'm just gonna stay home. You should go. Because you never know what could happen. She, you know, met. She did a couple jobs, went to a couple events, met some people, met a cast. You know, someone who was casting for this movie, audition, and, and she's the lead in the movie. And I'm really proud of her. She's doing a and lot you, of uh, crazy things. You were telling me like, you like, you had a bunch of makeout scenes with her. Did she make out with anyone else during this movie? No, as well? she didn't. Wow. Okay. If she did, though, how that, would I feel? I yeah. mean, it comes with the territory. It's like it's man. movie. It's a movie. I, fuck I it. I mean, I, I did. I've done. What if he was bigger than you? I've done that. I mean. He won't lay it down like me, though. <laughs> so, what am I worried about? Well, all right. So, it seems like everything's good. It's been a while. What about you, Chris? What's what's uh, what's going on in uh, your little world? Um, things are good. You know, same old same old shit. Um, for everyone out there that doesn't, you know, follow anything that has to do with the stock markets, if anyone's seen that, um, I'm broke again. Well, not again. Why? Just broke. Can, you haven't seen what's going on in the stock market? What's going on? Oh, it just took a shit dive all of October. Just like... Just like what a happened? straight, I don't, you know. What's the reason? There's been tariffs. There's oh, uh, the tariffs, yeah. Interest rates, interest you were rates. Before and you broke down. Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm, I'm more broke, broke than I was before, and that's yeah. all. And it's it's depressing because like I know I'm not gonna touch the money, but every day I just have to look. And you just type in your fidelity account, and you look, and you're like. Nice, lost another five hundred bucks. Let's it's like go. Fantasy <laughs> Dope. That's that's good. I, like, I wanted to see that. It's like fantasy banking, but real life. But real life, but you just see your money slowly leave. Um, so yeah, that that's that's been tough, but other than that, you know, been hanging out, been good. Uh, missing the podcast, but happy we took the break so we can actually come together and actually we got some stuff to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. So without further ado, um, I know it's all everyone you hear has been waiting for, but um, we got Sam Andrews back in the building. Sam Andrews, awesome. Oh. Let's just give it up for him. Welcome back. The first guest on Now What the Podcast, and the first guest on the reboot of Now What the Podcast. It's called What Now, everybody, now. It's Now What, What Now. It's now What, What Now. Now What, now what, what, now. what now. Now What, again. It's Now What, though. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot's changed since you were here last. Uh, I'm the co-host now. <laughs> That's the biggest difference. <laughs> I am the co-captain now. I am the co-captain now. But yeah, so Angels, how have you been? I know you guys got back from Canada. Yeah, man, I was up in uh, up in northern Ontario, so like six hours north of Toronto, for uh, about six months, leading wilderness canoe trips in like old school wood canvas canoes, which is pretty cool. They like super heavy. Um, we do all old school canoe tripping, and yeah, led like a three day trip and a thirty one day trip, 
and it was a good experience. Have like eight people in the group, have a co-staff, go down some rivers, you know, good old nature stuff, see some black bears. So I, bears. for me, okay, you go, go ahead, please. How how does one get into this? <laughs> so I've been doing this for ten years now, and I was actually a camper at this organization for five years, and it it kind of it's interesting because it it kind of matched up with my life in terms of school because there's kind of a a graduating program you do from camper to staff which is a a 58 day trip with one re-outfit which if you don't know what that means it means only food gets dropped off to you once that means you're carrying you know 27 days of food at a time and that's heavy you know for a group of eight ten people when you're just using canoes so you're carrying boxes that weigh you know up to 180 200 pounds so you know you're and this is for a 17 year old you know, group of guys. So, yeah, did that, and that matched up with my high school graduation year. So, as I kind of graduated high school, I also graduated from being uh, someone that's learning about this kind of stuff to guiding and bringing people out into the woods. And it's been really, you know, a transformative experience for the past ten years. I've spent all my summers in the woods. I, I don't hang out in the city during the summer, so that's. It's always interesting coming back from the woods and hearing about people going, you know, to the beach or whatever, or working, and it's, I, I'm not doing that, <laughs> though I do get paid. And what, in, what inspired you to sort of take that first trip? Was it like of your own accord, or was you know, were your parents like, you're being a bad kid, we're going to send you into nature? Uh, so interesting that you asked that because a lot of people are sent there for that exact reason, for kind of acting out at home or not able to get along in school or whatever for whatever reason they're like weight issues because it's a great way to lose weight because you know you're out in the woods you have a strict diet but I actually went there because my brother went there and couldn't cut it really didn't like it after two years and he kind of said you could never do this and it's super hard and very tough and you're in the woods and bugs and you know carrying heavy shit and I was like okay I'll give it a try and I went lost like 20 pounds my first summer you know, so I guess it was fat camp for me in the beginning. <laughs> little fucking butterball, but yeah, and then I just kept going back, and you know, you learn to love it. There's a kind of a thing we say there's like canoe tripping isn't fun, but sometimes fun things happen. You know, it's you're you're there to work and you're there to be in nature, and you know, you don't have a cell phone, you don't have any technology. You know, we cut down our own trees. You're not using gas. You're not using plastic shit everywhere. It's all, you know. So how do you go for, because last time, you know, we had you on last time when you were here in New York, you just got back from Thailand where it's like the complete opposite. You were fighting, you had, you know, access to pretty much anything you wanted at any time. Yeah. You know, you could, if you wanted to go kill a horse and then, (laughs) whatever you wanted to do, you could just, you had that ability. How do you switch from that? Because you were only here for about three weeks before you went to Canada. Yeah. How do you switch from that mindset of like, I'm in, you know, I can do whatever the hell I want to now... I'm going to go to a can- go right you know go in a canoe and do my own you know So in the, in in an interesting in an interesting way that they're also um they're also they're both pretty liberating like that you know because you're in the woods and there's no one really telling you what to do so in in many ways I'd say no matter where you are even if it is Thailand kind of the you know it's a lawless fucking place pretty much uh you know the wilderness is truly lawless where the only rules you have to follow or or like that of survival and kind of respecting nature and realizing that at any point when you're out on the water in a big lake or whatever fucking wind picks up or 
you know, God forbid someone, something happens, you know, someone falls in the water, that's when shit goes down. And there's no cops out there, there's no cell service, there's no, there's nothing to save you from just fucking dying out there when you're alone and you don't know what you're doing, so. Was there any, like, sketchy moments during this trip where, or even the past trips you've gone on where it's been yeah, like, ah. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, with the, it's all risk management, you know, so it's, it's knowing... There's acceptable risk and unacceptable risk. You know, and you hear, you know, so many people talk about this from, you know, from fucking mountain climbers to people that fucking do whitewater rafting to canoe tripping to, you know, going on long treks, you know, in the Appalachian Trails. There's protocol for everything and there's, and there's you know, systems. And if you follow these systems, you, you know, you're less likely to fuck up. But at the same time, there is, there is that kind of idea if it's not if, it's when. You know, when something bad happens. Because bad stuff does happen. You will slip. Sometimes you will fall. And, like, sometimes you're unlucky. But, yeah, there's bad stuff that has happened. 100%. Any run-ins? Any, any, any dangers specifically I mean, that you remember from this last trip? Uh... Without getting too specific? Yeah. I mean, there was one time where I was rounding a corner on a creek. And this isn't even a dangerous situation, but, but just kind of an exciting one where if you didn't know what you were doing, could become dangerous, is I rounded a corner, and, you know, it's always good to stay quiet on creeks because there's so much wildlife near water like that, and when you're when you're going back and forth in a creek, it actually, you're quieter because there's so much, so much woods to stop the sound from traveling, so you're more likely to run into wildlife. So I round a corner, and I see if, little black fucking shape up in, uh, scramble up a tree. I'm like, oh, raccoon. But I, you know, then I'm like, wait a second, raccoons don't come out at day, in daytime. You, you know, you never see a fucking raccoon. And raccoons aren't that fucking big and it's got fucking ears. Those are two baby black bears oh, sitting wow. in the tree. And, you know, cute as fuck. You know, of course, so cute. You know, if, and if you were, didn't know what you're doing, maybe you'd you know, go a bit closer, go in closer. But my first thought is fucking keep going because you know when you see babies the mom's right around the yeah, corner yeah. you know and sure enough as soon as I paddled away I look back and the mama bear just comes out right in front of the tree and is just like standing there watching me and like walks <laughs> oh up God. to the water like walks up into the water and it's like if you had continued to pressure the kids you know you're getting charged by a fucking bear and it's like black bears aren't aggressive you know they're nothing like grizzlies but how, bi- how big are get- black bears so black bears are usually around 250, but there are black bears, that, like big old male black bears up in northern Canada can reach up to like 500 fucking pounds. Jesus Christ. Like 550. Like big males that are like, you know, they're formidable. They're, it's, but like I've seen black bears that are the size of big dogs, you know, that are not, you know, you'd be like, oh, is that a, and they're pretty scrawny a lot of the time, but, you know, bears are what always people are worried about, but... The, the real worry is, like, the, the weather and just, like, the exposure and getting lost and drinking bad water. That's kind of more the worry. It's just bad leadership. And so you're leading. I'm leading. You're leading. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, That's a lot of responsibility. Uh, yeah, I'm leading eight. So last year I led ten people with one other guy. People, kids. Were you with another person? So this year you're with one other Children? guy. Just you two. People. With eight kids. Eight kids. Eight and kids. how old are these kids? Or six kids rather this year. Big how change. Is, how old are these six kids? Uh, 15. 15. And like their parents are just like, here, here's my well, they kid. Sign, they, sign, they sign stuff. They don't just, you have well, to. Oh yeah, I'm assuming. And I'm, and I'm certified, in, I'm certified in, in Woofer, which is wilderness first responder. So I have like my, I have all my like fucking bronze cross and stuff. Like I'm, 
I'm on top of it, you know, and you're also, it's also key to remember you're kind of, when you, when you take charge of other people, you have to realize that you're also sacrificing your ability, not, not to, no, have fun is not the right word, but, but to kind of indulge in certain things, you know, like when you're out there, you can't be drinking, you can't be smoking, you can't be doing drugs, you can't be doing anything that could possibly jeopardize your judgment, because at this point, you're not, you're not in charge of yourself, you're in charge of others. Mm. So that's always kind of a shock, a uh, very important realization. When you see something kind of start to go wrong, it's, it's way you. different when it's when you're one of the people in the group. But when you're in charge of the group, it feels very different, you know, because it's your, it's your responsibility. You know, if something goes wrong, they don't get in trouble. You get in trouble, you know? So and you go... Yeah, go ahead. And I find it interesting, right, because... You know, the younger generation, I mean, even us, you know, our generation, we're so addicted to technology and yeah. so dependent upon technology in our everyday lives that, you know, uh, some some people are starting to sort of turn to this escapism and going back into nature. You know, that's natural. Yeah, right? It's coming back. But what about those kids who are who are with you? Are they like, you know, oh, my God, like, I don't have my phone. Like, what's happening? Is, is there any of that? Or are these kids, like, more determined? There's everything. There's a broad spectrum between... Every, there's every kid between the one you hear whining saying like I miss my Xbox I miss my fucking dog I miss my parents I miss my bed I miss the city I miss fast food you know whining about that shit all day and then there's also those other the, the other kids usually the ones from that have been raised in more of a rural environment that are just into it you know that love camping and like love hunting love being out in nature you know love fishing we do a lot of fishing so it's like that's that's part of it. Where I am in Northwestern Ontario, like I see people helicopter out and come out for weekends to fish, and that's you know we're out there for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's some of the best fishing you can you know. I've how gotten thirty six fish in a day before. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you deal with a kid that's like, not your kid? It's just someone you're looking after. It's just constantly like oh, I don't like this. I don't. Want, I want to go home. I'm just like how do you deal with that kind of kid and get him to like you know kind of shut the fuck up? And that's what <coughs> Fall we're doing. in line. Well, the well, the, the a key thing to remember is that, you know, it sounds kind of corny, and, you know, I have no, I, I am not a doctor, I am, you know, I have zero psychology degree, I am not that, but I have spent a lot of time dealing with children in stressful environments, and being the one to make them, you know, to make them do what needs to be done, you know, like, you know, you got, you gotta keep paddling, you gotta wake up in the morning, you gotta eat your food, you know, that's all, that's a huge problem, some kids don't eat, like, they won't eat their breakfast, they won't eat their lunch, and that's, why? Having a non eat because they don't like it because they spent their whole life picking the fucking red peppers out of their omelet, you know, and like don't they don't you know their parents give them everything they they're not they haven't been they've been conditioned to expect that everything will be how they want it, right? You know, if they if they have a sandwich made for them at home, they can say I don't like this, and they get a new sandwich. I don't think most of these kids have never had a a force in their life. That is like, no, you're eating the food because I made it. <laughs> mm. And that it's food. I don't care if you don't like it, it's good for you. Or it's like, you know, eat your vegetables pretty much. You're like, and saying eat your vegetables to a fifteen year old to a fifteen year old that is not your kid is hard. Is is a hard thing to get to get down without losing your cool or without letting them manipulate you. Because fucking they're kids and you don't know what stage of development they're at. So they're in a very interesting kind of point of advantage. Where they could be fucking as smart as a twenty-five-year-old, 
You know, I've met some of these fucking kids, some of these 16-year-old kids that read like 250 books a year and that are smart and intelligent and manipulative as shit. <laughs> you know, and they're good kids, but they, they've realized that people underestimate them because of their age, so they have an ability to play innocent, but at the same time getting exactly what they want, but they, they know what they're doing, you know? So it's important to kind of be able to read that within people and be like, oh, this kid's just an innocent kid that really doesn't understand what's going on. Or this kid's, no, this kid knows exactly what he's doing when he's getting out of work or when he's not eating his food. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's testing you. He's seeing how far he can push, you know, because you don't know what these kids' family life is like. He could be coming out from a broken home or fucking no. divorced parents. I've had a kid that was coming from a, you know, out of a divorce. His parents sent him away because his parents were getting divorced. Oh, so, oh my god. Did he know they were getting divorced? That's why he was going yeah, out there? Yeah, oh. he knew. Oh, damn, that's even worse. Almost. That's it's so like, tough. Hey, it's we, almost like, if I, I, would you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the right way to go about this would be like, alright kid, you're going away to summer camp, come back, we're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we have some shit to deal with, we're about to get divorced, so like, we don't want you around for this shittiness that's going to happen, so you're going to go to Northern Canada with Andrews, and he's going <laughs> to take that's care of you. That, that's the thing, it's not, it's not La La Land, you know, like, I don't, it's not fun. My, You're not, my, not going no, there no, no, like, it is fun. No, that's yeah, the thing. It is, fun. it is fun. Yes. It is fun. But my, I mean that. my main Maybe not for the kids at first. Or yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't fun for me my first year. It's not relaxing. But you it's not get, relaxing. No, it is relaxing. That's the thing. you got to learn. you got to learn. There are parts that are relaxing. You enjoy those parts. You, you, the days no, are like, the, No, I mean, like, a typical day you can get up and, you know, you paddle on these lakes that no motorboat has ever been on. And, like, sure, there's maybe some bugs, but, like, you're paddling where... You can drink the water directly from the lake and you're watching the sunrise every morning and you're breathing air that has zero pollutants in it because there's no cars around because you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You know, you're listening. The only sounds you hear are that of nature. There's no human noises. There's no air pollution. If you're quiet, all you hear is nature, you know? Like the ability to do that, to be there, is worth some bugs, you know, 100%. to me. And 100%. it's like for, when people are like, oh, that sounds terrible, the bugs, the... The weather, the tents, you know, you can't shower. It's like, dude, the lake's right fucking there. Jump <laughs> in the lake with some with some soap. Like, you can shower right there. Like, I'm cleaner in the woods than I am out here. Like, <laughs> in the city, for fuck's sake. Like, the cities are dirty. And the, and the water, is, is it like... Crystal freezing? clear, man. No, the temperatures are cold or is, no, it, is it nice, refreshing? it's warm. Summer. And to put it into perspective, like, what's the distance that you guys are traveling? So, there are days, I'll give you like... So... The way we travel is we do two loads on each portage. And a portage is a move from a body of water to another body of water. Mm -hmm. So on a normal day where I am in my territory, we do like three to four portages a day and go anywhere between five and 45K kilometers a day. Wow. So on like a 5K day, it would be a windy-ass creek with like beaver dams every 20 feet and like every 10 feet you're getting out of your boat and you have to unload your boat completely, flip the boat up onto your head and it's a wooden boat, remember, and then take that across and then you're, the guy in the front takes the duffels, which is these two big duffel bags that are tumped together with a leather strap and then you both come back and get your big wooden boxes, which are called wanigans. And this is all the way that like fur trappers used to use. If you look up how fur trappers used to carry their shit, we do the same thing. For the stupid Americans in the room, five kilometers is what in miles? So one mile is 1.6 kilometers. So do the math for me there. So <laughs> About three, four miles, three, four yeah, miles a, a, yeah, a day. It's, it's, a 10K it, is about, yeah. 
So three, four miles a day you're doing. Yeah. No, like so that's that's you on a day. Five to forty five. Yeah. So, so it's it so that's a, so and then So times Jesus. So, right. so three and change, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's times like nine, so that's like twenty-seven miles. Twenty-seven miles. So a whole marathon. yeah, but no, but so, anywhere from like a wait short. Wait for it. If you guys oh, have I ran a marathon. Ten k. I ran a full marathon uh, with, with, a, with a wooden canoe in water and, with bears. Pounds of food. Wait, so let me finish. So that's that's on a creek. So you're going five k on that, and then on big paddling days, I've paddled personally on flat water. I've run eighty-five k in a day. Eighty-five k, which is like I'm assuming like fifty miles. Right, which would lead me to my next question. But before I ask that question, what are you eating on a typical day that these kids would be like, yeah. fuck this? Yeah. So in the morning, we make so we make the best bacon in the world. We do like thick cut mm. slab bacon. I, it's the best I've ever tried. Like I've eaten a lot of bacon in my life. Like, I buy the shit when I come down from Canada from the place in North Bay, which is a town north of Toronto. But um, that and oats... We do oats. I mix bacon grease into the oats. Do a little brown sugar, some vanilla. I do. I'm a good cook, you know. So I make the kids good food. But there's some people that fucking just put the oats in the water, no fucking salt, stick the spoon in, and just let it sit until the spoon sticks straight up out of the oats. Oh, I can't do like, that. Yeah, and no brown sugar. Like, of course the kids aren't gonna fucking eat that. It tastes like, it tastes like <laughs> fucking it tastes like shit. It tastes like cardboard. It tastes, this tastes like fucking garbage. But like I, you know, I pack heavy, so my I sacrifice. Light Wanigans, so I'll I'll make my box 180 pounds instead of 120 because I like to carry a lot of canned goods. So I'm talking canned peaches, fucking cans of meat, click, spam, chicken, you know, corned beef, beans, mushrooms, you know, everything, everything from anything just canned. And you know, that's that's what we eat. I usually eat two meals a day. Two meals a day. Yeah, oatmeal. Right. So, so my other question was going to be like, how, how are you keeping up with uh, your physical sort of uh, regimen, your stature, your fitness program, if you're going to be a fighter when you're out in the woods? But, you, I mean, you kind of just answered it. Well, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm, I, so there's a years that I've lost like 55 pounds when I went out to Kiwaden. Wow. 55 pounds? Yeah. 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 So when I've gone canoeing, I've, I've lost, I've lost 55 pounds in the summer. So that's so, pretty much a pound a day. So is that like where? But like so now since you're this, I mean this is the first year after Kiwi and you're going straight to Thailand. So mm-hmm. like, is this the way that you want to be at? Or are you gonna have to try to bulk up? Or are you trying to slim down more to get back in the fighting condition when you go next week to Thailand? So when I go to Thailand next week, well I go to Thailand in four days actually. I live on on Sunday, but um, I kind of have to just go straight now. I'm gonna stop. You know, I I have a couple of days there where I'm just gonna relax. You know, get the land, get on jet lagged, and then. You know, you kind of got to go cold turkey where you just pick a day, you start training, then stop drinking, stop stop partying really, and just kind of wake up early, train every day. You know, spend a month, lose, lose 20 pounds, and then... So you want to be 20 pounds even less now? Oh, yeah, because I weigh 190 right now. And so what's your fighting weight at? Like 168. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I'll, go, I'll drop, do I'll drop down. I need yeah. some tips. Yeah. I'll drop. So, that's a funny thing. So, when people ask, it's always funny when I see all these, like, workout commercials and shit on, on the TV, and it's like, oh, this new thing, this new this new tea, this new pill, this new whatever to lose weight, or only work out 15 minutes a day. It's like, da-da-da. If you look at any person that is a pro athlete or, like, that looks ripped that they're showing you using this, that person's job is working out. That, that's what it comes down to. So when you see people that are really fit or really whatever, 
or, or, or people that are fat asking you how to be fit. My, my answer is, is simple. You know, there's no cheats. There's no shortcuts. There's no nothing. You just fucking do it. You just do the work. I train eight hours a day. I wake up at six in the morning and run for kilom- uh, 10 kilometers every day before training. Six days a week. And on Sunday, I fucking sleep. I eat two meals a day. Eight eggs, fucking ton of chicken, and rice, and then vegetables. Same thing every day. <laughs> you, know, you look at people that are champions. You look at Mike Tyson's regiment or fucking, you know, Muhammad Ali's regiment. These guys are not living exciting lifestyles when they're training. It's every single day. You know, of course, you see them partying and all that stuff, but that's after the fight. But during the, the season of fighting, they're, they live the same. I, I watched a uh, little clip the other day on Mike Tyson. It was, the dude was training like 80 hours a week or something. <laughs> Fucking... It was like it was ridiculous. There was no way it was. It was like twelve hours a day or something. It was like oh my god. Like that's that's how you do it. Like yeah. if you want to look like Mike Tyson, train twelve hours a day. <laughs> quit You're, your job. Yeah, quit your job. Train, quit but, your job if you want to be ripped. Quit your job and fucking work out. <laughs> I think I think that applies to so many other things too, especially like kids in our generation as well. Yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to get rich quick. Everyone wants to be better yeah. looking quicker. Everyone wants to lose weight quicker. Dude, Everyone if, wants to be smarter quicker. Yeah. But it's like if you want to make money. You should only focus on making money. If you want to make, if you want to have a fun time, have a fun time. But you can't, you can't do it all at no. once. You everyone know? sees everyone that's out there. It's already made it. And like I, yeah. I, that looks fun. But when it comes down to it, every goddamn successful person will tell you the one thing. It's like, yeah, I woke up every single day. Yeah. Single and I minded. Every single, minded. single day. There was no like, eh, you know what? It's a Saturday. I'm good. Yeah. Like I don't need to go to the gym today. I don't need to read. Yeah. This. I don't need. No, no. No I, days off. I rather go like <laughs> I rather go drink and you know fuck around. No, no. It was like I'm gonna work. And that's it. I feel like that, that lesson goes for so so much because in nowadays age, it's quickest thing. How do I get this as quick as possible with the least amount of work? And yeah. it, it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. Mark, you know, Mark, whatever, Mark Zuckerberg, some, for some reason, is coming to mind. He wasn't just like, let me build Facebook. The dude put hours and hours and hours and years into building this. Coding. Like, yeah. His life. His life. He devoted his life. And it's, it's not job. Like, it's, it's, Everyone Bill nowadays Gates, same these, thing, dude. Same he, thing. Yeah, he talks about how he would break into the school yeah. and code. Yeah. He'd go to school early and, like, jump the fence to get in and code. Like, dude never went out. And, and uh, what, I think he says 150,000 hours are the, that's the mark to become proficient oh, oh. at something. No, the mark 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. hours to become an expert or proficient. An expert, yeah. So yeah. it's like 10,000 hours yeah. of practice. So it's, like if, so you want to be, if you want to be the best like trumpetist in the world, you have to practice. Well, not the best, just to even yeah, be proficient, be, just there. to be there. And then like, if you have that special gift, yeah, you'll be better. But even yeah. if you have that special gift, you got to put that 10,000 yeah, hours. Yeah, that's, that's base level. That's baseline is 10,000. I mean, think about all the kids who are fighters or you know, kids, oh aspiring athletes who had talent but no work ethic. No work ethic. And where are yeah. they now? I remember this kid. I, I, Shout him out here. This kid, uh, one of the Olsen brothers. You know Greg Olsen on the Panthers? Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his younger bro- he's, touchdowns back-to-back weeks. His younger brother, um, Kevin Olsen, I played basketball growing up with him the whole time. Me and him always no guarded each other. Shit. Wait, Greg Olsen's from New Jersey? His kid, his brother lived in um, Wayne. Oh, shit, man. And, like, so we played that basketball. I remember, I remember so we played basketball all growing up. Me and him were, like, always the same size, whatever. Like, you know, in freshman year, we came... We started playing. We played Wayne PAL in high school, and I was fucking pumped. I was like, because I mean, they always had battles. We chirp each other. I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to beat this kid. I'm gonna talk shit. He shows up. He's like 6'3", 225. He put on like 50 pounds of muscle because he went like full football mode. He was a varsity quarterback as a freshman on their team. He was 
I saw him and I was like, I'm not going to say a goddamn word this no. game. But like he had all the talent in the world. He was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. Got a um, full ride to, I think it was Miami. Went to Miami. Got caught. Um, got caught. Smoking weed. Gave him, a, gave him a, oh, got caught with a DUI. Gave him another strike. Got caught with another DUI. Got kicked out of Miami. Went to another D1 college. Got kicked out of there for rape allegations. Got kicked out of there. He's not playing like D3 football somewhere in some no-name fucking college because he never had that drive that his brother had. He was just like, I'm really good. I, I can fuck around. And he's, he's, he's nowhere. He was, he was like, he was the, the number one quarterback coming out of high school was this kid. And now he's Division three football player. He's not even graduated yet. He's just my age. Yeah, I mean, what is that, like, 60 or senior? Yeah, it happens. Like, it's... It happens. And you, you gotta put that work in. You gotta put the work in. It doesn't matter what you are. You gotta put that work in. So uh, tell us more about the work you're gonna be doing when you when you get back to Thailand. Yeah, what's your plan? Days. Yeah, so after the you know, second day, just go. I'll be in Chiang Mai, which is a, a northern city in Thailand. And I'll, you know, I have a couple gyms that I visited before that I really like, so I'll just go there. You know, bop between the two, pick the one I like better. Do you have sure. a representative, like a manager of sorts? Uh, agent? Yeah, I do. You trying to go to Thailand? <laughs> no, Yo, now what in Thailand? Podcast <laughs> manage. Yeah. I think we have some views. That we our number one view base is in a what? In the Netherlands. Netherlands. I think we got to take this around <laughs> the world. This we got to take this pod. I mean, we got we got the mics. We got the laptop. We can Easy. go anywhere, baby. Yeah. Easy. It's my work laptop. I'll just steal it. It's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Just quit slice. They won't. That. What do they care about? What do they care about? My this stickers are on already. We're good. Um, so you're gonna be in Chiang Mai. Yeah. So you don't see so a representative of sorts, or do you book your own fights? You enter your no, own no, fights? no, no. Someone books my fights for me. Someone, someone. So once you sign up to a gym, and they take you on as a fighter, um, they book your fights for you. So you go and you have your pictures taken and everything, and and you know they sign you up for fights. <laughs> Pretty much whatever it. fight that like, you're gonna fight this guy. You, do you have like yeah. a say in it? No. No, no, not, you're, not really. Because you're going to fight this guy. You no, you can say no. You you know, at the end of the day, like, funny thing is people always think that they have to do things, just like a general human condition, like they have to do things. Unless it's an officer of the law that, that you know, has the right that's going to put you in jail. Like, you don't really have to do anything. So yeah. you can just leave the fucking gym. Like, nothing's going to happen if you don't show up to the fight. Like, sure, you pissed him off, but, like, you can just tell him I don't want to fight. You hurt your knee. You're fucking anything, you know? I know people that have done that. That, like, the day before the fight, they're like, I really don't want to do this. And, like, you know, just didn't do it. So you know, you don't have to fight. It's just kind of a... Is it as regulated down there as it is here? Like No. So, like, these kids, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're really walking into. Like, they say he's 165, but he could be 190 pounds you're fighting. Yeah, but they want to make it fair. They're trying to have it be a good sport. That's the thing. They're not going for many, like... They're not trying to have anyone just get wrecked out there. They're trying to have a sport. The longer the fight goes on, the better. Now, what are what are your sort of specialties with it? Because there's a lot of different techniques within MMA. I don't do MMA. Oh, I'm sorry. What What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I do Muay Thai. Boy, yeah, Muay Thai. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I'm ignorant here. So, what's the difference? What's Muay Thai? So MMA is mixed martial arts, right? And Muay Thai is Thai kickboxing, the national sport of Thailand. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What made you want to... I'm sure that you covered this on the first episode, but yeah. I also need a, a brief synopsis of it. You didn't, you didn't want to listen to the first episode? No, nah, man. I, I, I'm my own t- person, you know? I'm trying, I'm trying Please to fill, in, fill them in on the most listened to podcast episode on our podcast that we have together. Is that true? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Definitely is true. 260. 
260? 260. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. This one's going to beat it, hopefully. I doubt it, dude. We haven't talked about shit. You guys just talked about yourselves all fucking time. There's nothing good. Not really. We we, we talked about going into wilderness. You know, I I, 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 think that's alternative views here on now what. Yeah. People graduate college, they want to figure out what they can do. They can go be a Muay Thai fighter in Thailand. They could go be a fucking canoe guide in in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. But just, you know... Popular choice, you know. Yeah. Somebody goes, they go. You graduate college. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a job. I want to work in. A but that's the thing. I didn't graduate. I, I didn't graduate college to do this. I've been doing this, and I've graduated college. So well, you, you haven't been doing fighting, though. Yeah. You I had. Yeah, you've been, but you haven't been doing. You weren't like. I wasn't fighting when I was in college, though. No, you were not fighting when you were in college. You were bartending. Yeah, I was bartending, hanging out with me. That's what we were doing. Yeah, you weren't fighting though. Like you no. were fighting when you had to, but it wasn't like you were fighting for sport. So like. You chose. Wait, you still this, chose his head. Is he from the? St- wait, he's from. He's the guy. He's from the palms. The story. We should get him in the palms. The, wait, the, the circle. The, the circle. We should talk about that. The video. Okay, hold on. Let's oh let's back God. it up real quick. That's we never story. really got into the palms on the first time he was oh here, God. and I feel bad for oh, that. He told me the story. <laughs> he told me the story, and I was like, no. So he doesn't believe the story, but no, I, I believe the story. I was just. It's one of those stories that makes you. We saw the video. Please take us. The security. To the footage. night when. You have that video? No, we saw. What? Dylan showed us to it the night oh, after. Oh, I thought you had it now. Why didn't you fucking record it on so, your phone? So, that would have been great. So, yeah, he was doing. He was busy. He was busy <laughs> during this time. So. No, I'm saying, why didn't you record the I wasn't there. So, you saw the footage, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, you're right. So, um, back at the Palms, you know, uh, we close up around like 5, 6 o'clock, and sometimes people don't want to leave. So, this one night, I'm going to set the scene here. We got about seven workers on, right? Seven, six or seven? Yeah, six or seven. Six or seven. And about 15 Mexican dudes. <laughs> so many Mexican So dudes. many dudes that they refuse to leave the bar. And there's the setting, the scene. Go. Oh, I'm telling the story. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're telling. You were there. You I saw a video. Is, yeah. So, I'm counting money. Like, just sitting on the stool. Like, in the back of the bar. This was, like, in the early days where, like, it was kind of sketchy. So <laughs> let's, let's clarify. It was extremely sketchy. Before we got, the year before we got there, there was a couch in the kitchen where if you were working and a cute girl winked at you, you could bring them to that couch in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. We had a, we had a VIP room where the blinds closed. Yeah. And was, you could do whatever oh. you wanted in there. You could literally do whatever Turns you wanted. Yeah, so crazy. this is like one step up above that. Yeah. There was no more curtain, and there was no more couch. Yeah, but, but everything, the, else everything, was the same. everything else was the same. Um, so yeah, it was it counting was counting money on a stool. Yeah, counting money on a stool, counting money on a stool, and I'm and I'm kind of looking over my shoulder, like watching these guys kind of flick us off and like you know throw a bottle or two, and I'm not worried about it yet. But then you know I see my my manager get up, or one of the other bartenders, or someone that's counting money across me, and you know it's kind of a. It's a, it, I don't know if you, if anyone's ever worked at a bar, you'd understand this, but when you're counting money and you're, you know, entering receipts into the register and you, there's a guy that's doing the same thing next to you, it's kind of a, a relationship, you know, you're both plugging in yeah. fucking numbers, you're fucking counting shit, it's, it's a long, it's 4 a.m., you're, you're drinking you're beers, tired. yeah, you, it's, it's late, it's a late one, you're not trying to have a bunch Funny. of Mexicans throw a bunch of beers at you. No, you're no. done, your night's over. Your night's over. And, um, so he gets up. And he's like, we're fucking dealing with this. Come on. And so I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know? Because I've, I, you know, at that point I had been in some, I was head of security for a while when I first started. And and it was, you so know, there's always one get a head of security job. <laughs> so this is, how you, this is how you get a head of security job. The first night working there, you knock some kid's two front teeth out. <laughs> 
I love yeah. it. It was my yeah my first night. My See, first night. That's a different story. That's a different brother. story. But you had been out of yeah, security, so but, you had dealt with. But I I spar I Sparta kicked a guy off the. He, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. he wouldn't leave the bar. It wasn't my fault. That's the thing because my bot like this is me yeah. as as an eighteen year old as an eighteen year old. You know testosterone pumped. I was tra- I was training in you know MMA when I was all hyped up. You know and my my boss he was the type of guy that would come over to you with a fucking you know. 38-ounce cup, drink in his hand, big gulp of fucking vodka and <laughs> Red Bull mixed, and sugar-free, I might add. <laughs> always so sugar-free. Always sugar-free. And, you know, hopped up on painkillers and be like, hey, man, if, like, someone, you know, you are in charge of this space, like, if someone doesn't leave or they're not leaving, you are, this is your space, technically your property, you can get them out of here. I doubt that's true. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I, now, you don't own look, shit. Yeah, <laughs> looking back on it now, I was a bouncer that just kicked the shit out of a guy on the street. But but at the time, you know, we were told we were told, we were the, told. The, the I was just following orders. We were told much, the customer is always wrong. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So so this guy comes up and he keeps trying to push by me to get in, and I'm like, hey man, you're not allowed in. You're too drunk, and you're not showing me your ID. And he goes, get out of my way, pushes me again. I go, hey man, like, you pushed me one more. <laughs> wrong idea. You, you pushed me. Wrong idea. Let me tell you that. Sure too. You pushed sure me one. You're rewarding him. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you and you tell the guy, you know, you put you push me one more time, and I'm and I'm gonna stop you from getting in, and it's not gonna be as nice as the past two times. You know, classic like, big guy talk. And he goes, whatever, man, faggot, and like pushes oh. by me, and I'm like, all right, well now 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 this is happening, you know, so like full frontal kick off the top stair into a car and then like follow up with a jump for like Superman punch and like his teeth just pop right out. This is the first night. First, first night. First night on the job. Yeah, of my three and a half year career. Yeah. Now is this is this a kid you went to school with that he you went would to ever Tulane. you would ever run into him again? I don't know. I, I never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would recognize him. I wouldn't even know what the fuck to do if I lost my two front teeth. It's happened twice. Yeah. It's happened twice. All right, so so oh, like, the back to the Mexican story. story. Okay. So <clears throat> we go out there, and these guys are just talking so much shit and trying to get back in. We at this point, it's just you know a bunch of men in the street yelling at each other that have all had too much to drink, and it's only gonna end one way. There's gonna be a big brawl. You know, we can all feel <laughs> it. We can all we can all feel it. People are picking shit up. People have bottles in their hands. I'm sure there's a knife somewhere. Like, it's, it's sketchy. And this is New Orleans, you know, so it's like not... 4 a.m. New Orleans. Yeah, 4 a.m. New Orleans, like, on the streets, no cops around. And, uh, you know, so my boss is talking to the guy, and one of the, one of the, main, the main guy, I guess, the gang leader. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they were in a gang. They were probably just a bunch of dudes, but it seems sketchy. And I kind of circle around, because I know how it's going to go. I know what's <laughs> going to happen. So I circle around, and I kind of flank him. You know, like, you, you got to... You gotta don't be an idiot. Don't stand out in front of him. Like realize it's gonna be a fight. You're not gonna fight fair. It's a street fight. It's a people are you know you're fighting in front of your bar to get them to leave. So he goes to swing at the my boss, and before he even touches him, I'm already, I just pop right up behind him and just sneak him right in the back of the head. I mean, like I guess down, uh, down. I guess I guess it was you know sure you could call it a cheap job, but. You're, we've asked you to leave so many times. Yeah, and, no, and it's you, not a cheap shot. And, Again, and you said it's a street fight. So he went, he no went first, shot. and he came in. Yeah. And and then and then, as I do that, you know, good thing I did because as I was doing that, I see out of the corner of my eye, my other boss get fucking bottled in the face. Oh. So he gets fucking bottled, you know. And this is before I even hit the guy. This is like as I'm hitting this guy, I look over and they're already fighting. And he just <laughs> got bottled. So I'm like, okay, like this was the right move to do. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, reg- I don't regret. 
<laughs> making them from f- turning the numbers from 15 versus 7 to 14 versus 7. <laughs> I don't mind making that that move off the bat. You know, it's right. just like a quick take one out. You know, take one out, you got the rest to deal with. You took one out. Took one out, Other and then I'm good. gets bottled in the face next. Yeah, and then, and then so one of my guys is down too, so it's like 6 versus 15, 14 <laughs> now. The numbers still aren't good. <laughs> Whatever you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, it's not the So I immediately feel like a couple, you know, hits to my side and face and back or whatever, you know, and I'm pretty drunk, so it's like whatever. And I turn around and there's three dudes kind of like, it was like a fucking Western movie. They're like spread out in front of me and I'm like, God damn it, we're doing this. I was like, do you really want to do this? Like, are we doing, are we going to do this? Are we like, are we going to dance from, pretty much? From, just, just another more scenario, more scenic. Watching this through the camera, you just see Andrews circled by three guys <laughs> standing there, just like not not nervous, not like looking around, just kind of like, all right, <sighs> okay, but this, is, this, is what, this is the situation I'm in. Calm as could be. Yeah, but you gotta stay calm. You gotta stay calm. You can't be nervous because it's either you're either gonna fight or you're not gonna fight. You know, and if you fight, there's no point in being nervous because you're fighting. So, <laughs> so don't be nervous. Just do what needs to be done and 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 protect protect yourself. Protect you know? yourself. Protect yourself. That's key. Absolutely. Key. That's that's my main goal in most fights to protect myself. And uh, so you know, these guys throw a couple jabs and whatever, and they're still not attacked. They haven't charged me up. Because I'm standing there. I'm kind of I'm standing ready. I'm not backing down. And that kind of sends a message already that I'm willing to take three-on-one, which is never a good sign. If you're (laughs) fighting a dude three-on-one and he doesn't immediately back down, he's probably either too drunk... Or he knows what he's doing. Or he knows what he's doing, which which is, you know, either way, if he's too drunk, you shouldn't beat him up because he's too drunk, which, you know, gets you nowhere. He won't remember it anyway. And if he's better than fighting at you, you're probably going to end up with a broken jaw. So, these guys come at me, and I remember kind of trading some punches, snagging a couple guys... And one guy kicks me, and I was doing kickbox at the time. I was like, you know, uh, uh, I was, I was, I knew how to kick, you know. And I was just like, oh, so we're kicking now. <laughs> and I just remember saying that and being like, okay. And that's kind of when I remember like starting to fight, like starting to fight. And I just remember just throwing one right hand over, like an over right hand to the guy on my left, and it was just like, it was like little gophers, dude. It was just like one pop, <laughs> two pop, three pop. And, like, all these guys are down. Like, all these... <laughs> yes. it, it was just, like, one after another, just, like, right hand over the top, right hand over the top, right hand over the top. And these guys are down. And, like, before I can even celebrate or have anything of... I just get rocked in the side of the face. No. So hard. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. Like, so ridiculously hard. Where, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people, they don't know what it means to be hit hard. Like, this was hard. So I'm, like... Fucking, I wait, you know, get up a second later on on the street here. I'm all kind of, like, bloodied up and shit. My hands are bleeding. I'm like, I'm going back inside. Fuck this shit. I, like, look outside. It looks like fucking carnage. It looks, it looks yeah. like, uh, it looks like... It's crazy. It what's that craziness. movie? What's that movie? Um, The Outsiders. It's yeah. like The Outsiders, <laughs> Greasers and shit. It, it was, it was a get, it was a fight, you know? So I go inside and I have a shot. I have a beer and I smoke a cigarette to calm down. And I literally remember finishing my beer... And going out with the little shot guys, and the fight is still raging. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me get some context here. It wasn't a shot. It was actually you went inside, so you, you see him get hit, and then you see him like kind of stumble into the bar, like hurt, but he's still up. He's still like he's, he's mad. And you see him go to the bar, and the camera doesn't follow him, so the camera's still outside. You still just see people just like throwing punches out of the three people are still down, but you're still just throwing punches out of nowhere. It's it's getting crazy. 
probably five minutes later, it's like, it's still going on, but nothing's really happening, you know, it's like just a, kind of a scrum fight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see Andrews walk out <laughs> with a triple, <laughs> with a triple drink. It was a vodka Red Bull, because it was yellow, you could like kind of see through the camera. And he just stands and he just goes, <sighs> and at that time, you just see one of our other, Manny, just start <laughs> sprinting after this one kid who is hightailing it down the street. No, this is, and he's like, I am be, not letting you get away. Right before Manny sprinted after this guy, the reason he was sprinting after this guy is because the guy picked up like a two by four that he found on the side of the road and tried to hit Manny with it. And it was like a fucking movie. Manny put his arm up, and the and the two by four broke over his arm. <laughs> you know, and the kid like looked, looked looked at the like shattered piece of wood, sprinted, had like a twenty second head start. Manny like takes a deep breath, looks at us, and just pieces after. <laughs> he's, oh he's, he has him down in like two seconds, yeah. and he's just pummeling this guy. Yeah, this so I go out, yeah. and I see someone fucking getting the. I see Julie. I see a, guy, a buddy that worked there, just like just. Kicking this guy, like we're Julian winning. The zone. It, it was, it was like the Sparta. It was like yeah. we were holding our own with less numbers. We were winning. Like I looked around and we were the ones kicking the shit out of people. But there was still some stragglers. Man, might have been the still guys that I fucking knocked out before. But I just got mobbed and I got thrown up against a chain like fence. And I remember getting rocked a few times, but looking up and like seeing the dudes in front of me and they're just throwing blows and just hearing the sounds. It was sheet metal. It wasn't a chain like that. It was a sheet metal. And the sounds of their hands, like, connecting with the sheet nettle behind my head was just, like, kind of stuck with me. It was just, like, the sounds of their punches missing it was just, like, so satisfying, <laughs> you know? Being, like, moving my head and just hearing their, like, fist hit the sheet metal and then, like, coming back out at them and just, you know. And then from there, it was just kind of messy, you know? Like, we, we cleaned up street. We won, yeah, I guess. We won the 100%. We, what was we, the final numbers? We won. We won. Like, two dudes begging us to stop, and the rest were just, like, either on the ground or had left. Yeah, no, it was... And, and yeah. watching this from the camera, like, I remember coming the oh. next day, because I was, I was off that it's day. It's a shitty camera, so you just see, like, people dropping. Yeah, it, like, I remember coming the next day, and everyone's like, dude, we had, like, a brawl here. I'm like, because one of my, our friends still had his face cut up from the bottle. He's like, what the fuck happened? He's like, hey, we got the video, and we go in the video, I'm like... Holy shit! Like a little part of me was like, I wish I could be, I wish I was there and like had a part of that. But like the majority of me was like, thank God I took off that day. <laughs> yeah, Dude. it was not. It was crazy. Crazy. How, how would you have fared in that fight? I don't think well. I think being being, <laughs> being bigger too and not knowing how to fight, I think I would have been picked out quick. Like let's take on the big guy. And I would have just been like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I guess we're in this. I'm just like kind of wait for Andrews to come and like take a couple guys out for me and then kind of gain myself again. Yeah, wow, never, that's my, one of the most epic stories I've ever heard. My entire tenure at, at the Ponds, I've only thrown one punch. And I was at the door, just, like, with him. Like, you know, we dealt with a lot of shit. I threw a lot of people out, choked a lot of people, like, you know, but never threw in a punch. I'll never forget that. My buddy was, like, chirping this kid, and this kid finally broke. And he bum-rushed him and tackled him over the table and table flipped. And how it flipped, the kid ended up on the bottom. My buddy ended up on top, punching. And at that point, I was, like, pissed. Like, this kid just tackled my buddy. Like, I'm going in for it. So I go in and throw one punch. And like here's the, the microphone's the, the the face, and I just miss completely. <laughs> the guy's not moving; he's laying Swing there, and I just miss. <laughs> and at that moment, in my mind, I was like, "That is the." I was like, "Did anyone see that?" Okay, you get out of here, man. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> just threw him out of the bar. I'm like, "Great job, guys!" Like, yeah, we got him. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm like, oh, "Fuck, hope no one saw that." And just whiff of a punch. <laughs> one punch ever thrown. You got you got to aim for like behind the head almost. Yeah, That's I, the I thing. because people practice whatever you're practicing like. 
even when on a bag, you know, you see people hitting, they're just hitting the front of the bag, but that means your fist is just reaching their face. You actually want your fist to end up behind their face or else you're actually not hitting them. Yeah, see, I don't know these things. I just like to hit them on the jaw and just like, wow. All right, yeah. me, one fight in my life, right? Okay. High school. Girl I lost my virginity to leaves me for this other kid on the baseball team. He was a bench warmer. I was the star of the team. <laughs> she was the captain of the cheerleading team. You know, such a cliche teenager movie, right? So she fucking leaves me for him. And then she tells him I'm a virgin. She took my virginity. Right? So he was talking all this shit. Oh, Adrian's a virgin, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, all right, we're going to get it. <laughs> it was like preseason, right? And my, our team was really good. And I was like one of the leaders of the team. I was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to shoot the fair one. And then there's not going to be any bad blood because we need to win a championship. Yeah. So I'm like, one, one winter conditioning. Yo, we're fighting after this. So get there, right? And I, I mean, I'm pretty lanky. I'm, yeah. I'm, I got a little more, a couple more pounds on me these days. But I throw 89 mile per hour fastball, right? So I'm lefty. So we square up. I, I hit him with the jab fake, and I just come with the left hook, and it connects. And this guy go, like, <laughs> go down, right? But I don't finish him. Because I was so shook because I had never You're hit like, him like, that really hard. I, I, was like, I was like, I just hit him that hard. And then we had a, you know, just a square fight. A dab up? Nice, like... No, no, no. We had a, we kept fighting. And he, I'm, I bruised very easily, so it looked like I lost the fight. Ah, you lost uh, the fight. One, one fight. Tough. I mean, he didn't win. I didn't I, win. <laughs> but he didn't win either. Okay, so it was he a draw. Not, he didn't even knock me down. See, that's better than, A, missing a fight and the second missing a punch. And the second time, the second time I ever came close to being a fight... Was this kid? This like really drunk kid. I, just this it was a fat guy just standing outside. I don't know what the altercation was, but there was some sort of scruffle, scruffle beforehand. And then this kid just comes up and sucker punches this kid so hard, and this kid goes down, like bad down, like seizing up on the ground. Down. Like, like he hit him hard in the head. Like wasn't cool at all. Right. So I, me being all heated up at the door, seeing this, I just lose it. So I sprint over to him. I threw him against the house across here from the palms. And I was like, let's go. Where now? Fuck you. Like, let's fucking go. This kid takes his shirt off. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm ready. And we had this guy that works at the, the boot across the street that was there, um, Big John. Oh, yeah. And he just comes over. And this guy's probably 6'8", six, 6'9", six, 320 pounds. I mean, his name's Big John. I picks, me, picks me up like I'm a four-year-old. I'm like 220. Picks me up like I'm a four-year-old. Brings me across the street. Puts me down. And just goes, no. There's cameras. Remember, we're not fighting out here. And I was like, whatever you say, Big John. Like, sure, whatever, whatever you say. No more than two minutes later, this kid's still jawing his mouth, talking, and Big John just goes, I mean, you know what, fuck it, go get him. And at this point, my adrenaline came down. Oh, no! <laughs> I just got big dick by Big John. So I was just like, oh, you're good, man. He's okay. <laughs> He's okay, man. It's not worth it, bro. You remember you know there was a fight over there. You guys want Vegas bombs? I'm going to make some Vegas. Yeah. I'm going to go back in the bar. It's not worth it, bro. <laughs> Literally. He's I was calling like, you a pussy, man. Yeah, it's yeah, not worth it. Like, he's like, pointing at you, like, calling you a bitch. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go drink. He's just like, yo, you can't even take that shit, dude. You should go do something about that. <laughs> it's like, but John, you're, you can go. You go do Dandelion. Hey, John, John, can you go do something? I was ready. You ended my readiness. Yeah. I don't get up like that again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm done. My he still bowed up, neck vein bulging. Just like, <laughs> come over here, you pussy. He was like, straight up, just like. <laughs> he was like, I don't really want to fight him anymore. <laughs> 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 he's pretty big. He's, he's, he's ready. He's, he's, he's angry. stronger he's and like angrier than I am. Should like, started clicking for you. Yeah. I don't, I don't oh, think. man. He's like walking across the yeah. street. I'm just like, dude, you're dude, we're, we're good, man. Damn it, she's coming like roundhouse kicks. You're just like, oh, God, no. We're good, man. We're good. That one, but if you let it happen in the first place, we would have had a scruffle. Yeah. That <laughs> one fight, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to fight anymore. I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, I've only 
I don't even, I never even hit in the face. I mean, in the back of the head, never hit in the face. That's not fun, man. You do, you're doing it for fucking for, <laughs> for fun and money. You got to see this kid's. You, and, got, you got to see his video. Tie money. You got to see his video of um, the fight where not when, when he knocked the guy out, and then also when he got knocked out. So what's gets, your wait? So how many fights have you had? Uh, I'm professionally one and one. One and one. So you yeah. knock somebody out and you got knocked out. Yeah, pretty much. What was the What was the feeling like being on both ends? <laughs> Let's talk about knocking a guy out. I mean, you know how to knock a guy out. Yeah. But for professionally. Well, technically, I didn't knock him out. I I beat him by he couldn't stand up because of his leg. I just leg kicked him the whole time. So it was, so it was a technically a TKO, not a KO, but um, which is a technical knockout. You can't spell TKO without, without KO. KO. Yeah. So so knockout. But then on. Uh, on the receiving end, it's kind of like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily hurt. It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't hurt. It's just quick. It's, it's just quick, and it's like disorienting. You know, it's like you don't really know where you are, and things don't sound the same, and things aren't moving the same. Time is all fucked up. Like, that's what's going on. You're disoriented, you know? So it's not necessarily pain. Just, it's just not it's not great for you. And the, the craziest part too in the video is he got knocked out twice. So like this kid caught him with the foot in the head and he went he goes down. And I was like, okay, that was the knockout. But like, Andrew just gets back up and I'm like, okay. He throws a couple, he like, Andrew gets a couple more punches in. But this kid tees up another leg kick and it's just like it's so clean it's and Andrews just goes. He just goes. <laughs> Big boy just goes. Big boy just needs goes. two to go down. <laughs> it just goes. And you, I'm, I'm watching this, like, holy fuck. Like, such a clean f- foot, just right to the side of the head. Yeah. So was, clean. Just, like, imagine a foot coming, boom. Because, I mean, you're, th- you're worried about the hands, but you're also worried about the feet. Well, so what happened was he, he kneed me in the solar plexus, so my, like, hands dropped, and I did the thing you're not supposed to do, which is charge forward with your hands down. Ooh. So he literally just, like, winded up a perfect head kick. And just like, like ankle to the jaw, rest yeah, of the foot across the yeah, face. Yeah, like shin to jaw and foot across face, and it was just like good night. <laughs> yeah, good it was night. just like a, someone like set, it was like someone getting hit in the face with a baseball bat. That's what it feels like. Someone just like whacking you in the fucking head with like a baseball bat against like a bi- like a Bible put against your head, and then someone hitting that Bible with a baseball bat. Also, set the scene for me. Like what? What kind this of arena? What, how many people best, are there? Oh, hundreds. Best Maybe you've listened to the first episode here. But, yeah. You should just watch the first episode. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen to it, footage. dude. Holy shit. So, okay, so you're going back to Thailand, and what's your plan? How long are you going for this time? Around? I'm going for six months. Six, and how many fights do you plan to participate in? Uh, at least three to five more professionally. Within five. those six months. Yeah. Well, uh, will that determine how your record is, the five to three, or is it just going to determine how like you're feeling after the third? It will determine. If I win the first one, If it, like, you know, if, my last fight was a bit sketchy because it was in a very high-ranking place, and I just wasn't ready. I was not the same caliber of fighter as the guy I was fighting against. So, like, the, those, all those boxing movies, they're like, I don't want you to fight him. You're not ready yet, Junior. Yeah. You're not ready yet. He's going to beat you. Yeah. That's kind of what... It was like, yeah, he was just... So, this guy had 150 fights. And you had one. And I had one. <laughs> 150 <laughs> fights? Yeah. And, so like, and just... like, 120 wins. You know, he was, like, a good fighter. Like, a professional, trained, good fighter. And I went, like, three rounds with him and, like, 
got some hits, but he, this guy was better than me. You know, he was a better fighter than me. In a street fight, it might have been different because I'm bigger, probably stronger, and I could have just tackled him There's and wrestled rules. him to the ground and beat yeah, the shit out of him. But it's not like that. It's all on your feet. There's it's no, all on no your grappling. feet. So, so as soon as you throw him to the ground, it stops. You but I, I got him to the ground three times, but that's just points. You can't keep hitting him once he's on the ground, but... You know, it's Muay Thai, it's not MMA. If it was MMA, you just throw him to the ground and beat the shit out of him. You know, it's <laughs> Would like, you want to do MMA? Wanna, yeah, that's what no, I'm no, no, no. You, you like the aspect of like the sport of that. Stand up. I like stand up. I like stand up fighting. Because once it gets on the ground, you just get some guys that are really, really good at jujitsu, and that's all they do. It's just like tackle you to the ground and get you in an armbar. And like, I don't. But you could learn that. Oh, I know that. I know jujitsu. Yeah. But like, it doesn't interest me. As much as striking. Striking to me just seems like. But there's all, there, there are great UFC fighters that are just great strikers. Oh, no, of course, of course, of course. Like, yeah, but I don't want, like, I'm, I don't think my life is in the UFC. And there's so much, like, crazy, like, I don't know. And Muay Thai is the place to do it, though. You'd be able to get on Joe Rogan's podcast, be a little step up. Yeah, <laughs> little, step little, up little, little step up. Joe Rogan's podcast is pretty legendary. Yeah, it's you the know number one podcast in the entire world. You're, you're, it's, it's very legendary. It's really great. Your, your brother put me on to somebody from actually North Bergen, my hometown, who's like really good friends with Joe Rogan. His name's Joey Diaz. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious comedian. comedian. Hilarious. He's yeah. from North Bergen. Yeah, I, I couldn't fucking believe it. Hilarious. I thought the only famous person from... Was you? Well, yeah, me. <laughs> but James Braddock, Cinderella Man, is from North Bergen. It's James J. Braddock. I don't know who the fuck that North is. Bergen. Cinderella Man? It's fucking uh, boxing movie. Uh, with the, What's his name? Uh, not Tom Hanks, but uh, not Tom, the dude uh, that plays um uh must have missed it. Cr- uh, Russell Crowe. Crow, Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. Fucking yeah, that guy. And then uh uh, there's an artist that signed to Kanye's label, 070 Shape. She's from North Bergen. What does that mean, being signed to something like? She was on. She was on his album. She had, she had a big feature on uh, his last album, and Push T's too. And you're listening to the third most famous person. I mean, fourth most famous person <laughs> from North Bergen, New Jersey. So five fights, and and man, what? So you want to keep doing? Is this what you want to? This is what you want to do the rest? Not the rest of your life, but no. for the foreseeable future. Is that Muay Thai fighting? Yeah, I mean, it's Muay Thai fighting and canoe tripping up in Canada and doing. I do construction also up there for think of green pad construction run by my it's my buddy's company and uh we do work up in on lake tamagami and it's actually pretty good money and a lot of work up there and you know which is awesome you're out in nature like i drive to work in a fucking boat like off off an island like yeah wow. it's amazing like you're, i'm in the woods you know like i'm i'm hanging out in the woods all summer i'm a lumberjack pretty much and when you're not training, if you if you're trying to have a good time when you're in Thailand, what whereabouts are you staying in Thailand? Not that I would know the name of the. City. I stay in the north usually. So, what's it called? Uh, Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai. Yeah. And then what do you what What's it like? What's What's it like out there? It's pretty sweet, man. It's um. I'm very excited to get back. It's uh. It's slow. The ties are all. I mean, like I'm no fucking Thai expert, so I hate I hate being that guy saying. This is how they're like, but my in my experience. Yeah, from your experience, you got yeah, to I'm my, asking about yeah, your experience. my experience. Not, I'm, I'm not going to generalize it, but from my experience, they're very about kind of almost like reggae hippie in the north, where they're all about kind of like letting it, you know, let it happen as it happens, and like don't rush it, 
and like take your time and like slowly slowly they always say that sabai sabai they say slowly slowly they're all about kind of letting things just just go and smile a lot and just like do your thing and be happy like it's all i i like that kind of way of living because they're buddhists you know buddha's a big thing up there and that's you know kind of the middle way so do you know thai do you speak it no i speak i know phrases and words but i don't speak thai so how do you communicate out there? With, do they speak English or? Yeah, a lot of them speak English. But I've always been, you know, I'm a big traveler. I've been, I grew up in Europe, and you know, I, I've always been good at making friends with that language. Like I have friends out there that don't really speak English, and I don't really speak Thai, but we're still friends. You know, like we still hang out, still do things together. It's like you speak a little bit of one language, you can still hang out with someone. You know, as long as you have shared interests. Yeah, you know, like I hang out with my boxing coach, and he doesn't speak a fucking lick of English, <laughs> but like he does fucking ride motorcycles, and I ride motorcycles, so like, fucking invite you to go up to the mountain on his motorcycle for a barbecue with his family. Like, you fucking take the invite, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know what this, I don't know what, you know, contra me means, but like I do know what fucking putting a, putting rice in your mouth looks like. Like that's, you know, you figure it out. You figure it out. I mean, yeah, this is, it's, sorry, I just came back from taking a pee, but, um... We're talking about life in Thailand. Life in Thailand, okay. Um, I'm trying to get out to Thailand when he's out there fighting. Maybe um, we do I'll a Nawa podcast it. in Thailand. I mean, that would, that would be pretty crazy. We should get a sponsor. Do you, do you know any, like, uh, <laughs> food companies or, like, <laughs> beverage companies that need some American exposure from a, from a max yeah. 250 listen podcast? Yes, I'll tell you, it's gonna get up there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know people that have restaurants and things. Yeah, they want they want to sponsor twenty fifty people in the northeast region of the world. And all, <laughs> and Not all, the world, northeast region of America. Of America. And also, uh, and, and, Wait, we are in New York City, and we are we are in the Netherlands as well. So they have like a, like a hot spot what in the Netherlands. Mean, Netherlands? There was one episode where we just had fucking we had ninety listens and eighty seven of them were from the Netherlands. Yeah, it was wild. What was it about? Uh, we were talking about the Instagram. Instagram. I got yeah. it back. What? I I redownloaded it, dude. I disabled my account. Really? I, I'm not, I took the next. I step. like looking at girls. Did you Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Of course, dude. I'd be. A, I'd love to do. We, that. Did, we did it for Why over a month. Doing this, dude. We're doing what? We. I mean, yeah. are you on Instagram? No. That's great. Then you so don't, please. You're not, you don't, t- tell us why you're not on Instagram. Yeah, because we had a whole. Because I don't this. give a fuck. And I don't think people give a fuck. You people know? definitely don't give a fuck. And people like, don't give a fuck. Any, people and if you're spending your time doing that shit, you're not. You're not doing life. You're spending your time editing photos. And fucking taking pictures. When I see people with good photos, it makes me angry. I'm already aggravated. When I see people with good photos, it, it, it literally just shows that they spend their time doing that and they care so much what other people think that they're vomiting themselves there's, out of There's a difference though. Like, uh, good photos in like a, when you're out with your friends compared to like, I truly respect and admire people that will take like, you know, unbelievable nature photos or unbelievable photos of, you know, when they, they're, they're going out there not to like hang out and be like, yo, look what I'm doing. But they're going out there to be like, this is actually a dope photo. This is a dope photo. Yeah, sure. Of course. Like, they, but I they, hate what you're... I, but I, even I, then, when you, put, when you take an nature photo, then put like a bunch of hashtags no, under no, it. No, no, no. Of course. And, like, getting a bunch I'm not, of talk, likes I'm not talking about Instagram photos. I hate anyone that like... I, I mean, I just put up a, a story of this because like I'm trying to get a lot of listens out of this. So, you know, I got to do what you got to do. But when I'm... You know, when you're out and people are taking Instagram stories and Snapchat stories and you go through your Instagram feed and your Snapchat story feed and it's someone's entire night... Their entire night is shown through the camera of their Snapchat. It's like, 
So were you there? Yeah. Or did you just want me to know that I was there? Perfect example. I just went to a a concert not too long ago. And, I mean, it was a concert where the, you know, the main act had a lot of young, you know, listeners and followers. And it was, like, the first time where it was, like, holy shit, like, I'm kind of an adult and, like, you know, I paid money to be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was sold out show and all kids and and so many of them were just literally taking photos and videos the whole time. No, it was it was this very dope artist by the name of Callie Uchis. Okay. Who I recommend everybody listen to. She's a great singer. And everybody's not even you know, you're at the fucking thing. You paid money to be here and you're just watching it through your phone and it's like you could have stayed home and watched yeah. it. And you're blocking people because you yeah. go up here too. Even, even being like when, I, when you yeah, when you look at concerts now and you just see it's what it looks like from stage, it's just like a thousand lights looking back at you. That are just it's like yeah, we're 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 fucked pretty much on that front. People, I'm I'm just scared for what it's gonna be like in ten twenty. That's what years. I'm saying. Our kids, our yeah. kids' kids. Yeah, like, it's gonna be technology bad. is advancing at such a rapid rate. I mean, we we talk about not even f- technology, just the immersion, the immersion of technology, the acceptable, the acceptedness. I remember when I was a kid having your phone at the fucking dinner table. Oh my god, it was no! Disrespectful. Yeah. and it was not okay. Now I go out to eat and I see people with fucking iPads at the table. Have you seen the kids with the earmuffs on? Yeah, they have headphones. They have noise canceling headphones. Yeah, and I really get it. Up. The thing is, I get it. As a parent, you're out, like, you get the one night out, you're with your wife, and you don't want your kid just fucking, you know, going nuts at the table, so you give them this thing to make them shut the fuck up. I remember But at the, the same days, point, yeah. they get no fucking communication skills. I remember growing up, I was under the table. I My mom got kicked out of so many freaking restaurants because of me and my brother. Yeah. But at the same time, that allows me to be able to talk to people because I wasn't just sitting there, like, headphones on, like... Mom, you know what I want to eat. Just can you tell the lady to I order? I want chicken fingers. Can you or, order me the order me the mac and the mac and cheese the mac and cheese? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna don't fucking I'm gonna eat I'm gonna watch now. Don't you say a word while I'm watching this. <laughs> and the food comes, you're like, okay. You don't even say thank you. You just eat your mac and cheese. Go back to your fucking iPad. And it's it's crazy. It's gonna keep getting worse. So yeah, I deleted Instagram. And uh, you know, there's certain things that you know if you want to do certain things, then you need to ha- have a social outlet and shit like that. But to be honest, with the whole spectacle thing and being on your phone and Instagram and social media, like, I got sweet tickets. Like, I don't have social media, so I'm not going to be taking photos the whole fucking time. I'm going to actually enjoy my sweet tickets and, and enjoying the, ex- the luxury experience of being in, in a suite watching a sporting event. You know what I'm saying? As he, As he cuts oh, his nail. Time out. Time out. First, let's keep. Right, let's we, have to, we have to talk about this now because this is wild what's going on right now. We're recording a podcast episode, and I guess Andrew isn't fully back from Canada. Because you think it's just cool to like clip his fingernails with your and then, with and then, your and then, nail clipper. With my nail, nail and then I look at him and he just goes, "No, it's cool. I'm putting it in your desk." No, I'm not putting it in your desk. <laughs> I'm putting it on next to the beer, dude. I just oh, I'm, don't worry. I'm putting it on your desk. I swear, I'm not gonna hit that into the ground at all during the rest of this night. I'm gonna put it in the cup. I was gonna put it in my empty beer. That was a plan. <laughs> Anyway, I have no, I have no regrets about deleting Instagram. I, I mean, I'm not watching other people live, and it's like I'm. I think I've sort of become consumed in other ways, but I feel myself sort of uh, uh, inching, uh, if you will, towards something, you know. And it's like just doing little things for myself, like if I want to read or or if I want to watch something or if I feel like writing. Like I don't yeah. have to watch other people live. I can just live my yeah, life. If you're I'm bored, just... if you're bored, no longer but, you but go to your phone. This is what scares me at this, that that we even have to talk about this. To get worse. Oh, it's, it's, it's it scares me now. To get worse. That's how we got eighty-seven to... listeners from the Netherlands. Yeah. because we made an episode talking about deleting. Like that's that's what scares me that you have, like when I hear people say that, I'm like, 
what the, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, what do you mean? Like, watch people live? Like, I, I don't I don't understand why. That's why the woods is nice, because you don't even have to... Right. You don't, you don't, you don't even think nothing, about that. Nothing. You're, yeah. more, you're thinking about your first and only thing you're thinking about is surviving you're just and looking enjoying out, nature. Yeah, you're just looking out of your eyes instead of, like, looking... Into this? Yeah. All day, I mean, like... Right, because cameras, it's like, you know, you snap you snap a yeah. photo and you put the camera away and you continue on. It's, 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 it's uh, sort of intervals. Rather than just like oh, you're on your phone, like people oh, just nice. walk around. I, I mean, the number one thing I want to fucking do in New York, just nothing slap annoys me. Out of their hand nothing annoys me more, and it's just so many fucking yeah. people. Like I work yeah. in the Empire State Building, so it's just uh, so, so many, many people. As soon as I walk out, no matter what time of the day it is, they're walking. Not even tourists, just fucking. Oh, Joe Schmo in my blue suit and my fucking blue shirt and my fucking tie and my nice shoes and my briefcase. But I'm on my fucking phone texting or fucking yeah. watching a fucking stupid video or I'm scrolling on Instagram. I just yeah. want to stop and I'm walking like fucking so slow and I'm just blocking and up. I don't know where anything is. I don't yeah. know where anything is. No regard for anything whatsoever. I just, I just wish I could, man. I just wish I got that pass one day. If, if, if I had a, a genie and a lamp right now and I could have three wishes, one of them would be if I could just walk around for one day and just slap people's phones out of their fucking hand with no fear whatsoever my, of any sort of consequence. My uncle talked about this all the time. He just wanted to walk up to you that I walked down. If you're walking down the street with your head down, I should have the right to walk up to your phone and fucking spike that shit into this concrete. I should have the right to do that. Because you're, you're annoying me. You're in my way. I should have the right to hit your phone on the ground. Shouldn't be allowed to do it. I want to do and it. And the thing that pisses me off more than more than most things is like when you're hanging out with someone. Now I understand if you're texting someone. If you got a girl that's texting you. If whatever the case may be, you have to be on your phone. Well, I hate when I'm hanging out with someone. I'm watching something with someone. Whatever, whatever the case may be, and they're not like on their phone like texting me with someone, but they're literally just on their phone scrolling through Instagram. It's like imagine if we were hanging out right now and this was bad radio. Here, I know. But. I mean, at one point during this interview, I'm going to call you out. You were on Snapchat looking at other people's Snapchats, and, and I'm like, what are you doing? We're, yeah, we're on this podcast. Was I? You were. See, yeah, you, see don't even, you don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. I didn't even notice it. That's, that's, how, that's how addicted we are. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how addicted it's we are. It took me a, I mean, after I deleted the Instagram, it took me a while not to press the button that was there. Just kept hitting the same spot where I knew the Instagram was. But it, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and it's it creepy as shit. It's, it's also, creepy as shit. It's like, I, it was muscle just like, on board, I literally just go swipe up, be like, boom. People oh, say, wait, that's not there I've, anymore. I've oh. heard shit on the internet. Don't know if this is true. You still have Facebook, but I've heard, Snapchat. I've heard shit that. Well, I have, people... I have stock in Snapchat. I can't delete it because their gotcha. users are going down. You know, I don't want to hurt the users. <laughs> they got like they're already down like twenty thousand yeah. users. Oh shit! Yeah, the privacy stock's not going well. So. They're taking all their privacy. Well, you know what it is? It's all the privacy violations that all these big companies. Dude, I have Alexa in. right here. They hear yeah. this whole conversation. I know, they're... dude. You should fucking unplug Alexa while the while we're recording. You know, this you know what I can do with Alexa? Hey, Alexa. Tell me a joke. Why can't you trust a softball pitcher? Why is that? They're underhanded. <laughs> I get that. You want me to unplug that? No. That was a yeah. terrible joke. That was a terrible <laughs> joke. I would definitely want to. I'm sure <laughs> all three of us, between the three of us, we're capable Alexa, of being way funnier. Alexa, call Adrian. Did you mean Adrian Nunez? Oh, that's scary. Yeah, that bitch. That's scary. Don't call me. I'm changing my number. Find a contact match and that's <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, shut up. 
She listens to that. She's good at that. That's good. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she, good. I trained her. But me deleting Instagram <laughs> honestly has helped my relationship in that respect also. Although you're picking no regard. Your, your toes nah, okay, sorry. Let's focus on what's going on over sorry, here. Sorry. Don't worry about what he's sorry, doing. Sorry, enough of the toenail clipping. What's next? You start shaving? I'm just saying, <laughs> deleting social media has definitely, like, my girlfriend, if my girlfriend sees me on my phone, which she, most times she doesn't, she, but before it was, like, naturally, and it's the same thing, like, it's like, what's so interesting? I'm right, like, we're right here, we're here we're, together. We're right here together, we're doing stuff. You're bored with two, like, okay. And I find myself doing, an, I mean, it's been, like, four months I deleted, pretty much been off of Instagram, and I'm, and I see her on, and I'm like, so, what's, what's going on there? And she's like, you know what, nothing's going on, yeah. you're absolutely right, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's 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 just crazy to me that this is it's just getting worse and worse. Like people literally, their life is like, we have friends that their life is like, I need to put what I'm doing out there so someone sees me doing it. And it's like, why the fuck do you give a shit? No, the crazy thing is that people just can't go a day without touching their phones or without even going on Snapchat. When you ask someone to do that, that's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. And once it's hard to do for a day and it doesn't actually help you survive, I'm not saying not eat for a day. I'm saying not go on Snapchat yeah. for a day. Not go on Facebook for a day. They won't, they can't do it. People yeah. can't do it. Like, they won't. It's an addiction. No, it's 100% addiction. Yeah, 100% it's addiction, addiction. Like heroin, like coke, yeah. like cough, like caffeine, like tobacco, whatever. It's an addiction. Yeah. Technology is 100%. People don't get it quite yet. Like, you'll... It's, it's, it definitely changes the brain. It definitely changes how you look at things and how you're... I think it makes people more... De- we talked about this in the, in the last episode we had about bleeding in camp. I think it makes people more depressed. Like, you're doing what you're doing. You know, like, whenever you're doing something, you never think it's as good as it is. Like, it's just a fact of human nature. You never, like, you always just see things like, uh, it could be whatever. But and on Instagram, you're seeing the best of the right. best people's lives. And it's, you can't, you can't help but compare your, you can't. your current situation to that person's current situation. And it's like, everyone's on their own when path. I, when, when I used to see Dan Bilzerian's, like, 94 models boobs in my face on his Instagram, I'm like, that'd be nice. He played a lot of hands of poker together. Played a lot of hands of poker. Like, do I want to be Dan Bilzerian? No. But like, would it be cool to have like do what he did for a day? To have yeah. ninety four women around. And you see that, and you're like, wow, I'm in an office doing this, and this guy's doing that out there. Even your friends, but never on the same level. It's like there are people that have been in that office too, and they've fucking gone on and become gambled. Yeah, but they were. Yeah, but they weren't. Yeah, but they weren't spending their. They weren't wasting time. Right. Exactly. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. Wishing they were wasting. They were doing. You no, know? they weren't. Like, I want to be that. Exactly. Were, coming yeah. back to what you were saying is like. I mean, it's one of the things that we have to realize overall as just a society. It's like, if you want to do something, you have to put the work in it. That's all it it's is. It's not like... That's all it is. Oh, I want to be... It's easier when you have money and when you come from a family with connections and when you're... 100%. You know, right, some people have... Socially at the top of the ladder, of course, but... but at the same time, you still have to do yeah, things. It's, it's still, you gotta do it. You gotta do it! You gotta do it. And yeah, it, yeah. I, we, I mean, I have friends that just don't... They don't get it. They, they think that they've been... They wrote, they've been, you know, growing up in a certain type of way. And now the first time they're out of college and someone's like, you have to do it. It's like, I don't, I don't like doing that, though. Like, I'm gonna, I want to wait till I get to what I do. It's like, you don't get to do what you want to do without doing something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You just don't. No one's going to be like, you want to be an MBA. You know what? That's Here, one of our it. biggest themes, Sam, on this show. It's work, since fucking you've been hard on time. But In order to do things you want to do, you got to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Like, it's, it's and I cold called for a fucking year. The same thing for a year. Now I'm not doing it anymore, right? I had to do that for a year to get to something I mean, to do what I, I wanted to do. I would, I would agree with that and disagree with that because there are things you can do where you're always doing what you want to do and you're just not making a ton of money. You know, you, right. can, you can be... If, if all you want to do is be a fucking bum, you can be a bum and not do things you don't want to do, but if you're trying to build something, create something, 
rise to the top of some sort of ladder, economic or social or whatever, you got to put in the bitch hours, of course. Yeah. But that's if you're trying to, like, I think that's if you're in the race. If you're in the rat race, you got to do things you don't want to do. But if you're just out there, if you're just doing, you know, if you're some fucking farmer in rural Nigeria, you know, doing planting yams and shit, has a great village, you know, loves his wife and eight kids, like... You're not putting in the work of what you don't have to do to what you do. You do. You're just I living. I still don't think the farmer like you know. You, if someone said like no, it's just sure living. He doesn't farm. look at. It. I, don't, I don't think people like that it's look the, at yes, it like that. Okay, yes, I think they look at. They just, for the listeners is, here that are living in our like kind of you know spectrum, I think it's. I have to disagree though. I think people, I think that guy. You know, far and few between. Different scenario, but there are definitely people out there. I think everyone has dreams when they're younger, right? Of what you met, or not even when you're younger, but. When you're, when, even younger, in those but formative yeah. years, uh, you know, you have dreams and you your environment, influenced by your environment. Right. And, but some people could be like, uh, that farmer could see a TV once his whole life, but he sees that TV and he sees somebody singing. He's like, oh man, I wish I could be a singer. And he never does. It becomes yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things too, I know you brought up the Never rat, stop dreaming. What you brought up the rat race with, it's like. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Like there's Don't like, stop. I feel like you get, there's people that, you know, they have, they have this love in life. They have this thing where, like, no matter what, this is what they want to do. They were born kind of to want to do this. And, like, the majority of people in the world don't have that. Like, I've never had the one thing that I want to do so badly that I will, you know, I, for me, it's like, you know, for most people, I think it's, I want to be successful. That's, like, what drives me. I want, I, I, you know, I want to do well. I want to be successful. Well, there's, there's those people, like, the guy that filmed the new movie Free Solo, his whole life, all he ever wanted to do, he didn't give a fuck about anything or than climbing rocks. Did you watch that? I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it real bad. I worked, funny enough, very New York. I worked uh, the movie premiere of that. A free Solo? Free Solo. No way. <laughs> it was like in Columbus Circle, like in that crate. Have you ever been to Columbus Circle? No. Dude, there's like, it's like this whole upscale, like luxury mall. And like, but in the middle of it, there's a theater. There's, a, there's like the Jazz Theater of New York City. Worked an event there. And it's like in the middle. There's like this huge, sort of almost like a like a like a uh, a hall, right? Like a performance hall, I guess. And it's like three levels, but it's literally in the middle. You can see the the entrance to Central Park. You can see Columbus. You can see the whole. Well, circle. Beautiful. And I've walked past, and I had walked past it before this event so many times, and wondered like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I was working the event, but yeah. To your point though, free solo. All he wanted to do was climb. All he wanted to do was climb. That's the thing. So many people, so few people have that like just desire to like this is what I want to do and I'm just going to do it and have the ability to do it that guy was broke for like 10 years he lived in a fucking van he didn't have a house but like he loved climbing rocks so he didn't give a shit yeah. he just climbed rocks figure out a way um, but like for the majority of people that listen to this podcast and that are out there it's yeah you might not love what you're doing but you have some sort of idea of what you want your future to kind of be like and to get to that you have to do so much shit that you don't want to do like I always think one thing I think about is like you know my pops who's a Doctor now, like he was awful at um, at science. He got a D in freaking physics. He hated it. The, doc- the professor said, "Hey, you'll never be a doctor. Like, I'm sorry, you got a D. In- you will never be a doctor. You should become a different. You should do something different." My dad was like, "Well, fuck that. All I want to do in my life is be a doctor. I don't want to do anything else. I just want to be. I don't give a. I don't want to do anything else but be a doctor." Um, so he went to a foreign medical school. Did it and now he's a doctor. You know what I mean? Well, like he went to a foreign. Though? He went to Grenada. He went to medical school. Grenada. He so lives in a fucking. That's why he did. That's why he does. Oh man. Yeah, he lives in like a freaking shack with a cleaner that he, that he like had there for four years going through medical school. 
There was like no real like facility. There was a really shitty level school, but he so did how it. Did he pra- how did he come back and practice in America with with a with a degree from Grenada? I he came. Back, I don't know. He got his foot in the door and he he made it to what he did. But like, God fucking damn. That's the thing. He that's had that, the American dream, right? He there. was like, well, yeah. and his dad's an immigrant. You know, he that came right. from Cuba. Like you know, it's, it's all it's like he you know, he wanted to do that. God damn it. So it's it's but very few people have that in them where it's like. Someone can tell you no, or because no, there's no one that's like the whole life like yeah, you, you got, you're the best, you can do this. Very few. So very few can like, hey, you're not gonna do this, you shouldn't do it. But like, no, this is all I want to do. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't. This is all I want to do is this. Uh, and then that's all. That's all you need, really. Yeah. All you need is to really, honestly. It's so simple because it's like you want to give yourself this advice. It's just like do it, literally, just do it. And don't give a fuck about what, like, even this podcast, I always come back to this podcast, even this podcast, people are, you know, they're like, are you kidding me? It's like, yeah. The fact that you're doing a podcast? Yeah, like, some, very few people be like, like, what do you, you know, like, a podcast, you're like, what do you, what do you talk about? It's like, we just kind of bullshit. Like, yeah, I do it because it's fun. I enjoy, you know, I don't give a fuck, like, I'm not trying to do anything, I just enjoy just it. searching for answers over here. Yeah. And like, but like, even, even something like this, it's, it's, just do it. Don't give a fuck what this, someone else says. You give a fuck if it's weird or if it's like just do it. If you if you have a passion for it, do it. Like Andrew's going to fucking Thailand for six months to go fight in a you know a Thai gym against other Thai people. Yeah. Like, just do it because he wants to do it. It's not it's not easy. It's not the easy way, but he's doing it. I wouldn't call it the easy way. No, we got fucking getting kicked in the head. It's not easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fortunate that right. I work I work in a field where it's like. Dude, I worked for free. I wrote for free for, for like years before I started getting paid. But this is what I did while I was in college, so it's a little different. But I was getting paid like $10 to write like 100 words Conf- like five times a day. Like, fucking dude, just post. And I did it for free for a year and a half, two years before I even got that. $10 a post and $50 an interview and this and that. And it's like now I'm at a point where it's like, have I reached the level I wanted to reach with my writing? But no. Are you ever going to reach a point in life where you're completely satisfied? If you do, you're fucked. Yeah. And you fucking die. If you do, you're fucked. <laughs> Stop dangerous. Anything to comment? Do it, do what you love and love what you do, you know? That's key. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Huh? All right. Well, I mean, honestly, this was a ton of fun for me. I could keep going for another two hours, but... We're back. We're back. I just think it was, this, this, we should cut it off here. Uh, Angels, honestly, thank you for coming again. This was... We got to get you back when you're back now. Always a pleasure. By the, way, back now. by the way, this is only one Palm story that we shared of the hundred Palm chapter, Palm season. We should have an entire Palm season. But too bad you live in Thailand for six months and Canada for five and a half. So it's kind of tough to get a season in there. Yeah. But we'll do what we got to do. Yeah, what, what episode today? We'll do what we got to do. But um, honestly, this is great. Please, everyone, go follow now with the podcast um, on Instagram. <laughs> Even though we told you to delete your delete Instagram. Delete your Instagram, but follow it and then delete follow it. Follow it. And then get the, the, the followers up. Go listen to this. I'll be posting around. But uh, next week, you know what? Fuck it. We'll be back. We don't have a guest, but we'll be back. We'll find a guest. And in the meantime, peace out. This episode of Now What the Podcast brought to you by... Smooth Bossanova sound. And Thailand. And clear Canadian canoeing bodies of water.
please join us again next week for more